Great, more tapes. A Marble Hornets rewatch podcast. I am your host, Pippin. And I am Lee. And today is our inaugural episode of a rewatch of famed 2009 horror video internet series. That's a lot of words. Uh, Marble Hornets. Yes, that one. Do we want to talk about what marble hornets is or or what our plan for this podcast is that would probably be a good idea you're the one with the plan okay uh why don't you talk about your history with the marble hornets oh is this interesting enough to put at the start yeah we just just our familiarity with it and we can talk a little bit about what exactly the series is i found out about marble hornets in like 2012 it was like halfway through already and well halfway through Time-wise, probably. Pretty late entry. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I didn't actually watch the series until, like, mid-2013, so I kind of caught it right at the tail end there because it ended in 2014. Like a year later. Yeah, exactly, so. Yeah, so the series went on from 09 to, f- to 2014. Yes. And you caught, like, the last year of it. Yes. And what a year it was. <laughs> I was going to say, that is not your entire history, with Marble Hornets, but we don't have to get into all of that right now. Yes. About our... I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> our our uh, respective places within the fandom, but uh, I found out about Marble Hornets in 2010 from a friend of mine in band, and I don't know, we were like swapping like scary internet like creepypasta adjacent stuff because i think i was into ben drowned at the time Mm. um i was telling him about ben drowned and he was like but y'all don't know about marble hornets you don't y'all don't know about slender man and imagine in 2010 before slender man is like a known entity hearing (laughs) somebody say that the scariest thing that they've ever seen uh, involves a slender the, the, man. Involves slender man and marble hornets, which sounds like complete nonsense words mm-hmm. in 2010. But yeah, I, I think he mentioned it a couple of times before I actually watched the series, and I think I, I'd have to look up exactly when the break was in between season one and two. But I think that's when I started. It was, watching. yeah, 2010. Like, well, I know it was 2010, but it was a seventh... April to November. <laughs> it was a seven-month-long break. Um, and I think that's when I when I started watching. And, of course, I was watching, um, like, the other premiere Slenderman series at the time. Uh, yes. um, and I remember talking with this same friend, like, after meeting up, like, a few months later, about... Uh, Marble Hornets, Everyman Hybrid, and Tribe 12. 
Those were the three. <laughs> and he was like, uh, like I, I was saying that I think Marble Hornets is maybe my favorite out of it. And this would have been in the middle of season two. And he was like, uh, I, I kind of prefer watching Tribe 12 because Everyman Hybrid is really hard to follow. And Tribe 12 is, like, actually scary. And, you know, like, shit happens in it, unlike in Marble Hornets, which I guess was on the mind of a lot of fans during season two. Yeah, I guess that's true. Not a whole lot was happening. Pretty that's kind of That's my history with it. And I had I, I followed it from 2010 onward until the end. Um, so if you are coming into this podcast and wondering what the hell... We're even talking about. Um, if you've come here from my Tumblr, all two of you, I love you. Hello. You're friends. much appreciated. Yes. <laughs> um, like, I imagine anybody listening to this, like, knows what Slender Man is. Absolutely. But it maybe, maybe don't know Marble Hornets. Which is, yeah. So, Marble Hornets became kind of the, the, uh, codifier is that how you say that word i wouldn't even say codifier because what marble hornets does with slenderman is so distinct from what everyone else does with it that's true to the point i mean they don't even call it slenderman so like it's pretty it's 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 its own separate thing but at the same time a lot of the things that are associated with slenderman kind of Comf. originated in marble hornets because the the game Slender that came out and was responsible for popularizing the whole thing drew heavily from Marble Hornets as a series. So, uh, for better and for worse, uh, we don't have to get into it. But I, I do think the day that Slender came out, the video game, was the day that uh, Slender Man as a concept died. <laughs> uh, we don't have to get into all of that, but yeah. Um, Slender Man, the entity, was created, of course, in 2009 on the Something Awful forums. On June 10th. On June 10th. Uh, by a user named Victor Surge, who uh, was posting to the Create Paranormal Images thread. This is the history that everyone knows about Slender Man. Have you ever uh, gone to that thread? There's, like, some cool shit. No, I have never once been on the Something Awful forums. Oh. Um, I've seen all those pictures. I've seen I've seen the original Slenderman post. Oh but, yeah. Um, I went back through like that whole thread to to find like the context and was just like ah, cool. Um, and the the pictures that Victor Surge posted uh, were so evocative and captured the imaginations of so many people. <laughs> the hearts of America. The hearts and minds of the American youth. Um, that a lot of people took this character that he created and expanded it outwards into many, many different things. But the, f the, the first thing and probably the most prominent thing and the most important thing and probably the best, the best that comes out of it mm. is Marble Hornets, um, where another user, I don't know what it's Troy was going C by. Seagars or something. C E space g-a-r-s <laughs> okay uh but he takes the idea of slenderman and whereas the original thread were a bunch of pictures that were 
photoshopped and edited, uh, he decides to make a video series. I think there were also a few people that had done, like, audio clips of, like... Oh, um, already by that time. Yeah, but no one had done video, and so they were like, we gotta. <laughs> but to, to demonstrate how, off, how hot off the presses this was, uh, the first video in the, in the Marble Hornet series is posted days... Ten days after the after creation. the the original post. Um, you know. I think the original post from Seagars, uh, I think was on the 18th, eight days after like the initial creation of the Slender Man, I think, but I could be wrong. I That's would, not I, I relevant. Wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, it was very, very quick. Yeah, and what what this video series is, is um, a guy filming another guy and being freaked out by him. Yes. Um, it's, it is doing a lot of stuff uh, on YouTube that had already been done before, like series like Lonely Girl 15, which I've never seen, but like YouTube was already a space like for narrative. Um, <laughs> But like using using the format of YouTube in ways that it already had been before, so like vlogs would be put up in various series that would be uh, like within a world of fiction, but still like using YouTube the way it was used at the time, like for vlogs. And Marble Hornets comes and uh, is using YouTube as. Uh, an archive as a way to, to archive uh, these things that this this young boy <laughs> finds. We don't we don't have to get into the whole explanation, but like we've already talked is, for ten minutes. Oh yeah, this is I I think about Marble Hornets, and it's not necessarily like early days of internet, but it is early days of YouTube. Like people are still figuring out YouTube and what it can do. And Marble Hornets actually uses uh, a lot of features from YouTube that were there at the time and are no longer part of the platform, uh, which I think is, is very unique. This was back when videos had a rating system rather <laughs> than a thumbs up and thumbs, thumbs down. The thumbs up or thumbs down. You could rate it uh, a number of stars. <laughs> um, there are whole, whole swaths of shit that you could do on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we decided that we were going to go back and watch this series because it used to be very near and dear to both of our hearts and figured, why not? Why wouldn't we rewatch it, yes. relitigate it, reassess it? I wouldn't say that it ever became unnear and dear to our hearts. It's just been a while <laughs> since it was... Yeah, it a thing and so it's I, been a while since we've rewatched it right we we both love this series very intensely i think you more than me yeah um, <laughs> probably and that intensity has faded over the years and we haven't watched it in a number of years um but we're coming back we're doing it again i'm very excited to look at it all with fresh eyes hot off the presses yeah um i'm a i'm a different person than the last time i watched this this was mm. probably in 20, 2017, maybe, was the last time I watched the whole series. Well, maybe earlier than that. Yeah, I guess I, I, I've, I've caught it from time to time on, like, yearly marathon streams and whatnot, but I haven't actually sat down and watched the series in quite a while. 
So that is what we're going to do here. And so every episode of this podcast um, is going to cover a number of the entries that were uploaded onto YouTube. Uh, we're doing this through the Blu-ray, so we have uh, <laughs> these sick 480p videos of the <laughs> highest quality that they can be. But uh, if you want to follow along with us, um, you know, all of these videos are on the YouTube channel Marble Hornets, which are, you know, completely free. So there's no barrier for entry at all. If you want to follow along, just go to uh, the Marble Hornets channel on YouTube.com. Yes. So with that, do we want to get started? Yes. And actually talking about the series. For so I know long. how long we've talked. Okay, let's go. It's fine. Yeah. I knew we were going to do this. Okay. I knew I was going to do this. That's fair. We don't have to call out how long we've been talking. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, so the first uh, video. Uh, oh, I actually want to pull this up real quick. So uh, on June 20th, 2009. Did you have to look? I do. Really? Okay. I, I mean, like, if you asked me, I may have been able to pull this uh, information out of my noggin. This is the day after Shadow's birthday, correct? Yes. June Just 19th is, is happy birthday, Shadow. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> we won't actually get to that. But. Shadow is in Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, who famously was born on June 19th. So, Marble Hornet's coming in a little late. But the very first video posted to Marble Hornets is uh, titled Introduction, posted on June 20th, 2009, with the description zero, the numeral zero. Um, this video has uh, just a lot of footage from inside of a car looking out through the windshield at suburban Alabama. <laughs> Looks very Alabama. Windshield is very dirty. It's pretty exciting. And through text that appears on screen, we are told that the person uploading this video is doing so to preserve the work of an old friend of his who uh, named Alex Crapey, who three years previously started work on a... Uh, on a student film titled Marble Hornets. <laughs> a masterpiece. A, a, a truly opus. a work of cinema. Just, just, man, when this thing eventually comes out, I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for 12 years <laughs> for Marble Hornets, uh, an Alex Crayley film. Alex Crayley was working on this film, and throughout production became irritable and uh just just not a very nice guy just got fed up with the conditions on his set just classic director shit we all know it um <laughs> it decides to cancel the project and gives our our, our uploader here our protagonist we're gonna call him the protagonist for now mm-hmm. um just like in Tenet. We can't talk about Tenet. <laughs> we could go on a, on a tangent about Tenet. We'll get to that later. Um, gives our protagonist the, the raw material from his canceled project, which is a bag. 
I guess we don't know it's a bag, but a bunch of tapes. A whole bunch of tapes. A bunch of uh, mini DV tapes to uh, that, that are all the raw footage of his project and instructs our protagonist to burn them. <laughs> well, to be fair, he says that he's going to burn them, and then our protagonist is like, no, don't do that. Oh, is that? I'll take them. Didn't didn't want him to see it. Didn't want to see the work go to waste. You know. Yeah. Knew, knew Being that he had a something... film student myself, I hated to see all of his work go to waste. Um, knew this, that he had something special. This here. is such bullshit. <laughs> um, if you saw any of the raw footage of Marble Hornets, we will, which we will get to in this recording. Yes. Uh, you will know that this is unsalvageable. Um, I think it's a work of genius. But the uh, Alex was going to burn these tapes. Our protagonist instead uh, is able to convince him to pass the tapes along to him. Upon which he then throws them in the back of his closet and forgets about them for three years. Relatable. Um, Alex moves away in the meantime and they have had no contact since then. And now, three years later... Or our, our hero, I guess, just digging through his closet, finds these tapes. Relatable. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we had these. Um, and then decides, for some reason, uh, let's see, what is the reason he actually gives? Uh, He's just decided. He just, the only thing he says is should i find anything in any of them i will upload it to keep as a permanent record so i guess i guess my assumption was that uh he was planning on on finishing the project but this this is not true he is just archiving right it's 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 kind of hard to say because the 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 fiction and and alternate reality line gets a little weird in here with the the post on the something awful forums the original posts like with the videos and whatnot being from being from a user but being in this thread where this thing was explicitly created and so it's like the original post is like, ah, yes, my my old friend Alex Crayley had these tapes, and he acted weird. Maybe it has something to do with this, and that's hmm. pretty much it. So, okay. you know, it doesn't matter. It's it's a contrivance because, of course, it is. Like, you know, we've we've got to get our our premise for our found footage horror series. Yeah. Uh, so this this introduction right off the bat establishes a few things, and it's one. Um, this is all going to be treated as if it's happening in our world. And that YouTube is the interface between the, the, the fiction of the Marble Hornets universe and, you know, our own living rooms and computer rooms. <laughs> um, computer rooms. You know, in, in the found footage style. I feel like I don't have to explain found footage i feel like we have an understanding yes, of what found footage by is. this point yes yeah um what i find interesting about this is that like marble hornets in a lot of ways is like very much of its time i don't think marble hornets could happen nowadays i think we have such a firm grasp on like what social media is capable of mm-hmm. that like there's not a whole lot that could surprise us anymore. I think the last thing 
that I saw online that like legitimately surprised me in its in its format was John Boyes' seventeen seventy seventy six. Mm. Um, but beyond that, like I don't think you can upload a found footage horror series to YouTube and like maintain like the facade that this is actually happening. Not even that, but just kind of like you know not. It, it 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 captured something that was so specific about this this moment in time right like just kind of perfectly like part of it is that this is this is very much part of like the boom in found footage media that happens in the mid to late 2000s um, two years earlier uh, paranormal activity comes out. Um, then we have Wreck and Cloverfield, and this is, a, like, becoming a thing that is, like, part of what's popular. Right. <laughs> and, and, like, th- this was, this was always, like, a niche video series. Like, some of these videos have millions of views, um, but it's not, um, like, a mass appeal in the way we think of, like, a horror movie, like, Paranormal Activity. Uh, but it's very much part of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's fair to, like, view it as separate just because it was on the internet. It's still part of the same cultural moment. Yeah. Um, and if then, anything, it's very effective for being on the internet, I think. Right. And then, so, the other way of looking at this is that it's an ARG. It's an yes, alternate reality I was going game. to say. Um, which, I'm not sure, like, how useful that is as a definition yeah, it it it's it's hard to call it a, a, an an ARG because there's not really anything there's not really anything interactive that is actually like part of the story. There's right the 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 people viewing this and the people interacting with it are not actually influencing the fiction yes. of the world in any way. And then on top of that, I just don't think ARGs are interesting <laughs> or, oh. or, or like, good. I think ARGs are pretty stupid. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well. All right. Uh, <laughs> and, like, this this isn't really that at all. Yes. I, like, if you, were, if you were to, like, find a category term to assign to Morgul Hornets, it probably would be ARG just because of all the things that it was using. Like, you can't really call it a series because Marble Hornets both involves the videos on the channel Marble Hornets, the Twitter Marble Hornets, and then another thing that I'm, I'm not sure I want to talk about oh, yeah, right we'll now. get to that. Um, all, all of that to say, though, that, like, it, it is still... None of that other stuff is necessary. Like Right. You could just watch the videos on the Marble Hornets YouTube channel and not really miss out on anything. And you should because the Marble Hornets Twitter isn't really a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, the uh the, the, the archive that was the Marble Hornets Twitter doesn't exist in the same way it used to. I don't really want to get into all of that, but it's very funny. Entry uh, one. No, I uh, <laughs> I don't think we need to to move to like we're gonna move through the actual entries themselves pretty quick. No, I know, I know. Um, but I, I want to get all this stuff out. Yes. I think I think also part of the reason why 
Marble Hornets is special as a series is because only the videos are crucial to understanding it. If you yes. go back and try to watch other uh, series in the style of Marble Hornets that lean more heavily into the ARG, like if you go back and watch, especially Everyman Hybrid, yeah. those are extremely hard to follow because a huge component of the Everyman Hybrid experience, I guess, I don't want to call it a game like an ARG, but the, the Everyman Hybrid experience was this fan interaction. Fans were participating in online games, in uh, solving clues, um, to the point where like the series certainly felt like it would not progress until fans did a specific thing. Um, and there was there was such a high degree of interaction in, in that mode that if you just watch the videos on Everyman Hybrid, it is impossible to follow. Which I did and was very confused. It, like there are there are reference there there are videos where they are referencing events that did not happen in a video on their channel and maybe not a video on any other channel. Right. There, everything is kind of spread out across several different, like there's blogs, there's like a Minecraft map. There's a lot of stuff. There's just tons of shit. And, and I, what I think Marble Hornets wisely does is, is rein that in. Yeah. Um, That's what I was going to, to mention is that like, I, I appreciate Marble Hornets not just as a series and because I like, you know, the plot and all of that, but, oh, I appreciate its, its numbering conventions, its, <laughs> its, its nice and consistent entry numbers on its videos, yeah. no, Here, no titles needed. Here's, here's what I was going to say, is that for a lot of things like this, it feels like if you weren't part of it while it happened, and instead you watch it after the fact, it feels like you're missing out on something. Yeah. And there definitely is a difference between being able to binge Marble Hornets and watching it as entries come out. But I would say on the whole, you aren't actually missing a whole lot. Yeah. And we've talked about Lost quite a bit before. And there, I think there is an appreciable difference between watching Lost week to week as it releases on ABC and being able to binge it now. And I think being able to binge it is, is like a better viewing experience but you're also not part of like a very particular cultural moment where there was so much discussion there was so much theory crafting that's actually a really good comparison yeah like, but marble hornets you know there were always theories there was code breaking to a certain extent but i don't feel like you are missing out on any crucial aspect of marble hornets just by watching the videos now and like even if you don't know about the Twitter and even if you don't know about the other thing, you can just watch the videos and you, you're you getting the Marble Hornets experience. Yeah. As long as you don't know what's going to happen It's next. It's closer to, it feels closer to a, like, film or a, or a mini, not a mini series, but, I mean, it feels closer to an actual series than a game, than an, than an ARG or anything like that. Yeah, it's primarily a, a, a viewing experience. Yes. But yeah, those are those are all just aspects to keep in mind. Is that there's there are other things happening outside of these videos being uploaded, but they 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 really are not crucial to your understanding of the series. We'll be talking about a bit of that, but I think we're gonna avoid the Twitter for the most part. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's continue on to entry one, and the our discussion on the rest of these entries will not be nearly as protracted as as this one. 
uh, because these videos are, <laughs> many of them are less than a minute long. Yes. So, entry one, uploaded same day, 48 seconds long, uh, just as the description, the number one. <laughs> Again, consistent. Um, so apparently our, our hero has been going through these tapes and finds one that he says does not fit in with the others. <laughs> this one's different somehow. One of these things. Um, he says this this isn't on, on any of the sets for Marble Hornets, and we'll get into what he know why he knows what the set for Marble Hornets is a bit later. Um, but this is not on the set. This looks like this is in a house somewhere, and very, very strangely, there is no audio on this tape. Oh, that's another thing we need to talk about, is that this is on tape. Oh, yeah. This is on digital tape. I mentioned that, but we didn't really talk about it, but uh, this will become... Very relevant. <laughs> this, this is a huge part of the series, is that these records exist in a physical form that you can hold in your hand. <laughs> um, but mysteriously, there's no audio on this tape. Which is strange. Uh, but uh, our, our, our hero's sort of uh, narration at the text says that it's been removed. I don't know how he would know that, that it had been deliberately removed. Well, it says, says either the microphone was disabled at the time or it was taken out. Yeah, but that still like implies an intentionality that I'm not sure that he Yeah, knows, I guess that's a good point. Because this is the first thing that he finds that is out of the ordinary. Yes. So it's I like pretty... to I like to imagine our hero here going through tapes and just seeing like B-roll of just like hours upon hours of Marble Hornets footage and just like having to sit through it. And he doesn't think that these are worth putting up on here and then the first thing that he sees is this yes and 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 clearly there's a lot of b-roll because he did put together the introduction video presumably out of this footage which i right. think is wonderful the footage in the introduction is from alex crayley's uh recordings yes. <laughs> from the from the tapes that he got so this very this um, very alabama that may not be b-roll that may be other stuff we can talk about that later yes um but there's no audio on this tape, and someone is holding this camera, presumably Alex, walking <laughs> through his house, and it is pitch black, the lights are off in the house, and he starts peeking out of the curtain, uh, out through the window to like the front deck, the front porch of the house. And there's a guy there! <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy! There's our, there's our titular slender man. Um, titular. I guess he's not titular. He's a man and he's slender. Presumably. Yeah, there's the the audio quality. I'm not the audio quality. The the picture quality is is low enough that you cannot really make out any features that this individual has. But seems to be wearing a suit. Seems to be very tall, very pale, and um, there is something about the way that this figure is standing that is very unnerving to me mm -hmm. and it's it's not even like his posture but it's where he's facing yes he is not he he's standing at the door but he's not facing the door but he's also not facing the window he's facing out towards the lawn at an angle like to the left right um which like does not make sense <laughs> like um <laughs> 
And then very quickly. He's so also I've, standing very still, which is kind of unnerving. Yeah, very still. But like the the thing that gets me is that the position that he is, like the the direction in which he's facing, like makes no sense. Why would somebody mm-hmm. be looking like away from the house into the yard, but not directly out, like directly straight ahead, but like off at an angle? Uh, anyways. It's also kind of interesting to me the way that the camera moves before we see this figure, because Alex takes the camera and points, like, moves the curtain out of the way, points it out the window, and he's kind of, like, sweeping it back and forth, like he's not... It's not like he heard a knock at the door and he's going to see what that was. It's like he's looking for something. He's seen something out of his window, and now he's trying to find it again, which, that's that's an interesting... Uh, thing that you pointed out because it implies that maybe uh, this figure was not at his front door when he first saw it and maybe was further out on the lawn maybe and since he went and got the camera it has since moved unfortunate (laughs) which sucks Uh, anyways while the camera is pointed at this guy there is a motion to suggest that the head snaps towards the window and then the camera jerks away and the footage cuts to black it's super creepy our hero says that this was the only thing out of the ordinary on this particular tape um (laughs) it's kind of it's pretty out of the ordinary pretty out of the ordinary um this this is odd to me because he he makes the channel marble hornets mm-hmm. presumably to archive fo- what do you think he was going to put up on the channel if he doesn't discover this figure i mean again that's that's why i'm saying like it's a little bit hard to 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 come up with an in universe air quotes reason why this channel exists in the first place mm-hmm. unless he was unless he put together the introduction after he had already found whatever he was looking for or whatever you know all we know now, <laughs> the only thing out of the ordinary is that there's a guy. <laughs> there's a guy. Um, the next entry, entry number two. It might post. be worth mentioning also that the guy doesn't have a face. I don't think we actually said that. Well, I <laughs> I purposefully did not say that because the audio quality and the way that the porch is lit. Like the, since the porch is lit up so brightly and it's so mm. dark inside the house and the video quality is so bad... Could just I, th- be a I think guy. it would be hard, ho- and, and when you see the face, so it, it just for a, such a short period of time, that it almost feels like there is the impression that this person doesn't have a face, yes. rather than you are seeing that this person doesn't have a face. Could just be some guy and he's bald, right? Um, like he seems featureless, but it could also be that like the light from outside is blowing out. Uh, the the camera mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's like even the way like the head jerks to the side to look through the window but it's hard to even tell that much mm-hmm. um, just because of the way that this was shot that that that's a thing that we will see with this figure for a while um, is that we only see him for very short periods of time in such a way where you can't really get a good look anyways entry two yes post the next day <laughs> uh description 
first encounter with a question, question mark. mark. A vampire? <laughs> a vampire? <laughs> Look at that. Um, so, our, our hero, <laughs> our protagonist, has been going through more tapes. Discovers uh, another thing of Alex, Alex driving at night, talking about something that happened earlier that day. <laughs> this video is maybe one of the wildest <laughs> ones to me. The, one, it's insane that Alex would film this, and then two, it's insane that uh, our narrator would post this. I, I guess there is a link and why he would feel, like, there's a yes. reason why he would feel this is important. See, I was thinking more in the, li- in, in the line of thinking of it's insane that Alex would go back to this place. <laughs> well, in the, the first I mean, place. it was just a guy. Uh-huh. There's just a dude. Okay, but, okay, <laughs> we so. We don't know anything about this guy. So, so, to summarize, Alex saw some dude standing in the road. His dog got really scared. He's walking his dog. Yes. His dog got really scared and didn't want to move. And so after he went back home, he's come back out to see if he can find this guy again. And apparently he was walking his dog so far from his house that he has to drive back to this location. This is weird to me. I mean, that's fair. Walking is hard. Well, okay, listen. Like, this this is one of the weirdest things to me. This is what makes this entry feel so off to me. Yes. What I was going to say kind of, you know... So the logic, I could, I could put logic to him driving there in that if there's some creepy guy there that wants to murder him, it would be nicer to have a car to get away from this creepy guy than I, running. I guess so, but, but also Alex time, seems so unconcerned that anything would happen to him. He does. He why why does he go back to find this man? And then he gets out of the car. He gets out of the car. <laughs> He gets out of the car and talks to himself while he's filming. Why would you do this thing, sir? Uh, this entry is just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> entry two is 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 uh, a beloved entry in my heart. There's not a whole lot to talk yeah, about. So too. he does not find anything. No, he he gets out of his car where this where he saw this dude earlier, uh, and there is not. A dude there. And the tape ends while he is... Right. The whole reason this tape is posted is that uh, our narrator seems to... Is trying to draw connections and thinks that maybe this dude that Alex saw is the same one that was outside his house in Entry 1. A fair conclusion. Well, I don't know if it's a fair conclusion. Listen here. He just says that there was a guy and his dog freaked out. But like, does dogs? It, there know there shit. are no physical details about the guy that he sees. That's true. He just says that there's a guy. <laughs> he was standing really still in the middle of the road, as guys do. Entry three. Entry three, uh, uploaded June twenty third, two thousand and nine. Just the description three. I will probably stop saying what the description is uh, unless it is not just the number. <laughs> unless of it the is entry. relevant. <laughs> First line. Um, Immediately, <laughs> immediately a banger. <laughs> I am starting to notice the vast majority of the tapes are completely unrelated to Marble Hornets. <laughs> that's that's a great first line. Uh, I I felt like that was very obvious. Now, After only two entries. Now again, we 
we don't know how many tapes there are. No. Presumably our protagonist has been going through tapes a lot. A lot of tapes. He doesn't seem to have anything else to do. But this is is what makes Entry 1 so funny to me. Mm -hmm. Is that... It says the vast majority of the tapes are completely unrelated to Marble Hornets. Yes. Okay. So that so that that means that all of these tapes should be out of the ordinary, quote unquote. The, yes. Because these are presumably videos from the production of Marble Hornets. But and yet he goes through several tapes before he gets to entry one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this was the first weird one that I saw. And <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that he I'm, was not just running through, like, uh, other videos of Alex filming himself before Entry 1. Because I feel like that would be the, the vast majority of these. That's a good point. I was going to say that it's possible that, due to the nature of these videos, that there are things that he does not notice in the footage that are out of the ordinary. But yes. yeah, filming Alex filming himself is a little weird. Yeah, there, there. That's one thing I like about this series is that there are things that you would not immediately clock as being strange until you are given more information, and this is this is a position that our narrator finds himself in constantly. Right. <laughs> um, so that that I think this this one is pretty interesting. Not so much from what is actually in the tape itself but from something that our narrator says and it's the following clips are taken from roughly 12 tapes so uh a a big part of i'll go ahead and drop the curtain a little bit uh leah and i know a lot of behind the scenes information about this series yes (laughs) we 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 have followed it extensively uh she knows quite a bit more than I do. Listen. <laughs> um, but we both have quite quite a bit of information about stuff behind the scenes. And I know that the creators of this series were constantly struggling with um, like ways to keep the series interesting to viewers and what a lot of the drawback like like trying to keep in mind a lot of the drawbacks of using a found footage format. And one of those is dramatic irony. Um like it if <laughs> if the camera is a physical thing that your character is holding it is very hard to convey information to the audience that a character does not have um throughout the series we're going to see ways that they get around this what is interesting to me is how this is a two-way street and how our narrator has information that we don't have Mm. He's gone through 12 tapes, Roughly. and we're only seeing little bits of, of yes. all of them. Who knows how much our protagonist has actually seen, and how much we're, we're being allowed access to. He's he's put together kind of a little montage mm-hmm. of Alex, like, going about his day, I guess. Which, I mean... I, I don't even think it's going about his day. He it, This is... These seem to be all at different times of day, well, yes. are all probably on different days. Yes, what I mean by that is, like, this the way that this is put together and the fact that it's taken from so many tapes, it feels very much like the rest of the tapes that he is seeing are presumably very similar to this. Lots of Alex sitting. Yeah, there, there are... Uh... 
shots of of just like the camera is trained on Alex. Well, he's he has set the camera somewhere and he's sitting in frame. He's pointing the camera like out of windows again. Uh, it seems like he's looking for something. Um, there's shots of stuff outside. Uh, just of him panning the camera. There's shots of him at Walmart. There's shots of him at a, at a Walgreens. It's <laughs> a so, Walmart. Is it a Walmart? I'm pretty sure it's a Walmart. Um, it looks like a Walmart. This is the other thing that I wanted to bring up about this entry is that he, we have footage of Alex going and buying mini DV tapes. Yes. Which is very funny to me. One, so like, it, it is not, since since I was born in the 90s. It is not insane to me to to think of somebody buying these tapes in 2009 because I know... 2006. Oh yeah, 2006 even. Another thing we forgot to mention is that all of these tapes are presumably from a three month period. The, yes. The summer. The summer of 2006. Yeah, he explicitly says three months. But yeah, so in, in 2006 it, yeah, it is not insane to me that somebody is buying mini DV tapes because I had a camcorder that used mini DV. Did you ever have a camera th- that used these tapes? You... No, I don't think so. Um, we had our family had like an an old uh, like family handheld camcorder um, that used these mini DV tapes, and I I I once we moved to digital. And, you know, you could just take videos with, you know, something you could put in your pocket. I just held on to this. And this was, like, my thing that I used. And I basically only had one tape. Like, my parents were not going to go out and buy mini DV tapes for me to practice on while I'm, like, in late elementary school, um, maybe early middle school. Um, so I've got like one tape and I have like no editing software at all. So I'm making movies with this camcorder by like <laughs> pointing the camera at me, hitting record, uh, stopping the camera, and if there are any mistakes, just re-recording over it and then doing all those shots. See, we never had a mini DV camera. We had a, a we had a camcorder from before those days when it was like not digital tapes, but like tapes. Not I mean, like... those are still digital tapes, but like full size, not mini. Right? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the little like cassettes, like little little tapes, tape tapes. Yeah, that's what mini. That's what digital tape is. What mini DV? No. Okay. But this camera, like, it's from the 90s, is what I'm yeah. saying. No, this is, this is too. It was, the camera was about this big, and mm-hmm. it was, took a tape that was this big. It's digital video, but it's tape. Like, it's still recorded onto tape. That sounds fake. But well, yes. That's what that was. No, I know. I believe you. That just sounds fake. But do you, do you ever have the big cassette adapter? That you would put the little tape into, so you could put it into your VCR and watch no. things on your TV. This is this is the funniest thing to me, is that we had a full sized VHS tape that was an adapter for mini DV tapes, and so there was a little slot that would pop up in it that you would put the mini DV tape into, and then close it, and then you put the full sized VHS tape into the VHS. 
<laughs> See, we had we just had the 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 like composite the VCR cable. rather. Yeah, yeah. The the composite cables like hook up to the VCR and record onto the cassette tape. Right. That's that's how you do. Anyways, uh, we're not talking much about this uh, because I I don't think there's a like a a singular thing in this entry that is particularly important, other than just in general, he's filming himself he's filming himself like that's the main takeaway is that for some reason alex has begun filming himself constantly um just innocuous things of him just like sitting in his room and of him just going to the store um but in in all of these little vignettes i don't think there's anything uh particularly important Right. No, not particularly. There's there's plenty of, of of footage to look for things that might be hidden in the background, but right. there is as far as we know. There's there's a couple of shots of, of what looks like him looking for something, like in the background of a shot. Um Entry four. Entry four. Uploaded uploaded June twenty fifth. This is a very short entry. This is another one where uh, the audio has been removed. Do I have any notes on this? Uh, no. Notes. I don't have any notes on this. Uh, just because this is this is a pretty straightforward one. The reason <laughs> it becomes very apparent the reason why uh, our our narrators decided to upload this one. It's presumably Alex. Uh, holding the the camera in a playground and walking around. It's nighttime. It's nighttime. Uh, everything's lit by the orange glow of the street lamps. Or the green glow. It's very green. In one <laughs> spot. And uh, as as he passes through the playground and looks around, things about the state of the playground have changed. Like the the first thing is that he walks up to the swing set and the swings are swinging. As if somebody just got off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he turns around and sees that a seesaw is in the opposite position than what it was. The seat that was down is now up. Yes. Then, then di- opposite from when he had just looked he, at it like yeah, seconds He prior. passes the, the seesaw to walk to the swings and then turns around and sees that it has flipped. I suspect that the reason the audio is taken out of this one is so we don't hear the guy helping out slamming oh, the seesaw absolutely, down. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, the main thing from this is that the camera turns and catches for a brief second the figure that we have seen several times at this point. Once. Twice? Once. Oh, just once. Mentioned, <laughs> mentioned a couple. Mentioned times. a couple. Seen once. Passes uh, in front of the screen, just like right in front of Alex. Yep. Shuffling in an odd way to the right See, off camera. It's you say shuffling in an odd way. To me, it looks like he's just kind of like doing a power, like he's walking. No, very that's quickly. yes. It, it does look like he's doing a power walk. <laughs> to, yeah. That's exactly what I thought when I was watching it, and then I lost the image until you said it right now. It does look like he's just pumping his arms as he's moving across the screen. It's very funny to me. Um, I feel like this is not the the right mood for a podcast about a horror series. No, I mean, well, I mean, nothing has been 
horrifying yet. There have been a couple things that are unsettling. You I think speak entry, for yourself. I think entry one, and to some extent entry four, are very unsettling. I think that when I first started watching Marble Hornets from the beginning, for the first time, I got to entry four and decided, no, this isn't for me. I do not like these scares. Mm-hmm. I remember being a fan of this entry when uh, back before season two had finished, just because it's 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 a very concrete thing in a series where there's like a lot of abstract and you're not sure of what's going on. You just see the figure right there, the closest to the camera that we that we've seen him yet, and one of the closest times he's there. He's usually mm-hmm. not that close to the camera, and then uh, also he's moving. And also, the tape just ends. Alex seems to run towards where... He seems to be chasing after this figure. Yeah, the, the figure goes out of frame, and uh, we see Alex like try to pan the camera around like in a whole circle, and we don't see it again. Um, it's just completely vanished from view after it, it, it leaves the frame. And then there's nothing else. Right. <laughs> um... I like in these early entries, and like I don't want to talk about like, you know, later stuff and and when the series like settles into like a fixed style and stuff. I don't want to talk about a whole lot right now, but I I will say that like this figure having a physicality and like taking up physical space that like interfaces with the physical world I think is neat to me mm. because um, that is not necessarily the approach that they go with later on. I want to talk more about this in our next recording because we have some entries coming up where um, I think they do some interesting things with that. But I just want to note it here that like it is very clear in these entries that like this figure has a physical presence. He mm-hmm. is there. Yes. Um, and now we can move on to entry number five. This uh, this is a cursed entry. <laughs> this is uploaded June 29, 2009. This is where we learn that our narrator has... And, and this goes into like our narrator having more information than we have in certain cases. We were not really led to believe that our narrator like uh, had any... Uh, uh, any hand in the production of Marble Hornets, the movie, the student project, at all. But here it's revealed that uh, he did location scouting mm-hmm. <laughs> and was involved in some, in, 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 in at least some capacity in, uh, like, pre-production. Right. Like, <laughs> our narrator is the one holding the camera in right. this entry three um, years prior. So this is this is the first time... Uh, our narrator is in an entry. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is from three years ago. Uh, I promise we'll say his name eventually. But yeah, we're we're trying to keep out as much information as we can that will be revealed later. And one of those is our narrator's name. And we'll very. <laughs> uh, I believe in. Let's look at my my cheat sheet here. Fifteen. In fifteen. Uh, yes. Yeah, so in in our next episode. We can start giving a name to this person. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not there's not a whole lot to even 
discuss about the content right. of this, except... Do you, do you want to talk about this? So there's some sound issues that become <laughs> apparent in this entry as Alex is speaking. Uh, the audio is blown the fuck out. Like... Excessively. Uh, it's, it's ungodly. <laughs> um, this, this episode, this entry is infamous to the point when we were watching these in preparation for this recording <laughs> i saw what entry it was and preemptively turned the sound down on the tv a wise decision uh because we both knew what this was <laughs> um it's terrible it's really yes. bad to- there, so uh, like a warning to people watching this like if you have headphones on watching this on youtube or something turn your sound down uh for this there's there's no like the characters are speaking here but it's hard to make out through the distortion and the stuff that you can make out is not critical to your understanding of the series so like do yourself a favor and just turn the sound way down this is this is not a joke this is a public service announcement (laughs) it's very sudden and without warning to yeah to pull back you'll have you'll have you'll have a warning like in in um like entry five, the sound does not immediately start like this. But right. if you see that you're on entry five, like preemptively, you'll you'll have you'll have a few seconds where <laughs> like the audio is normal, where you'll be able to turn down your sound. Um, there are a couple things that are noticeable uh, that are notable about this entry. Uh, I think two things in particular. The more important one is that this is the entry where. Uh, the narrator notices the visual tearing yes. that um, he'll point out. And some of these entries, there is a very particular kind of visual distortion where uh, the bottom of the screen is either like not synced to mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the image and seems to be like like just a copy of the bottom of the frame. Um, it's It's... Something that if you were not familiar with the series, you might just clock as like um, the the kind of artifacting that happens on VHS tapes, right? Um, but it, it it in this series it it is very consistent and a very particular kind of distortion uh, that you should be on the lookout for. Uh, he he uh, the narrator. Uh, notes a couple times in previous entries where this particular visual distortion has happened before. The other thing that I want to note here is that we get our first real look into what Marble Hornets is. We sure do. We also get some names. We get some names. Uh, we hear Brian and Sarah. We hear Brian, Sarah, and Tim. We hear Tim in this one? Yes. I couldn't make out a whole lot. Although it, we could be talking about characters. It's kind of hard to tell. Yes. No, That's that That was my impression. Yes. Um, is that these are character names <laughs> from the film Marble Hornets talking about... Uh, so the, the whole premise of, of this tape is that they're location scouting. So Alex is explaining to our narrator what scenes are going to be happening at these places. I'm amazed that they don't throw in a B-roll thing here. It's like, we can get B-roll here. That will be a common thing <laughs> later, is that they just go to places for B-roll. 
we we get this gazebo and Alex notes that this is where Brian decides to that he wants to win Sarah back. Yes. Um I've got some other <laughs> uh, There's gonna be uh, a bonfire scene. Yes, I wrote down bonfire <laughs> scene. And so we just hear we this is the funniest thing to me, is is that uh we do know somewhere there is going to be a bonfire scene in Marble Hornets. Uh, we get a, a, a brief clip of the narrator saying, like, he, he's being asked his opinion on the location. He says, oh, it's all right. It's very secluded, I guess. <laughs> Just the only, like, uh, critique he could bring himself to give of this area they found out. The line talking about days gone by is thrown <laughs> out. Uh, Alex specifically says that one of the reasons he's chosen this location is because uh, the tall trees are cool. Yes. I, that's all I have. Which, I don't know if you have. That's fair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just like that that is uh, <laughs> the reason that he yes. gives. I mean, that's a good that, reason. It's just like, you know, I just like that the, the trees are tall. They look cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's also a red structure in the background. There is some sort that our, our narrator notices. <laughs> that is that is either time. a rock climbing wall or something that the fire department put up. That makes no sense. Don't worry about it. Uh, but we have a visual landmark for this area because yes. uh, spoilers: we will be returning here. Yes. Um, we'll be returning to this gazebo in this recording. <laughs> yes. Also, before we leave this entry, I do want to say, to, to pull back the curtain a little, the sound distortion being the way that it is, oh, yeah. is not, like, actively malicious. It's not, it's not meant to be a, you know, a screamer or whatever. The, the person who edited this video was, like, half deaf it was at like the time. like deaf in one ear yeah. so, uh, editing this <laughs> and did not realize what he had done to the point when <laughs> what he, he eventually had surgery to fix his hearing problem uh uh two other people who worked on this project told him you immediately the first thing they said is you need to go back and watch entry five so you can see what you've done <laughs> what you've done to all of these unsuspecting uh, yeah. people this is this is a, this is a known thing within the the marble hornets community <laughs> yes uh, but yeah, I guess we can move on to entry six. Entry six. This is another short one. Um, let's see, what is what is the entry for this? Okay, there's there's not much to note about this one. This is another. What what's what the most notable thing about this? Uh, I should say this is, was uploaded on July fourth, two thousand and nine. Happy birthday, America. <laughs> The, the thing to note about this one is that this seems to be a continuation of Entry 1. Yes, that is something get, that our narrator knows. Yeah, we get the info in the narration for this. I, I'm, I'm going to keep calling it the narration. I don't know what yes. else to call it. I mean, yeah. Um, we get uh, info in the narration that Entry 1 was at the end of a tape that our narrator had. And this is at the beginning of the tape. So he hypothesizes that this is um, a continuation. And it seems to be because it seems to be in the same house uh, as entry one. Yeah, the the figure's still outside. It's in a different place than it was. It's 
from entry one. Not only is it in a different place than it was from entry one, but the camera moves to the place where it will be, and it is not there. The camera pans away for a couple of seconds, and then when it goes back, our figure is there. Mm -hmm. It's very spooky. And then also, uh, we see it moving again. Yes. It is outside the house. Now at a, at a different wall. Mm -hmm. Like a, a different, you know, exterior wall of the house, looking in through two different windows um, as it passes by. And, like, depending on what mood I'm in, this is either extremely goofy or extremely effective. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it looks awkward in a way that could either be funny or, like, Unsettling. very <laughs> jarring. Like, very, like, disturbing. Um, this figure appears to be so tall. That in order to look through the window, um, like, it can't stand up straight, it's too tall. But instead of, like, crouching down, or, like, anything, like, like <laughs> it doesn't do what you expect a person to do if they were too tall to look through a window. It instead angles its entire body, mm -hmm. so that it's, like, it's, it's... Like, if you're looking through the window, it's, like, standing diagonally. And then just moves laterally to the right of the frame, out of one window and into another. And, again, depending on what mood I'm in, this is either very goofy or very insane. Oh, yeah, this one, I, this one, this one gets me. It's very good. Um, it's also got an arm raised. It's arm... So I can't quite tell, and looking at it again, I'm still not sure, like... To me, it looks like the arm that's raised is kind of like... It's like we're walking past the window and we kind of put out a hand on the window as we're going by to kind of like, you know, be brushing past it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like 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 if you were just moving laterally along a wall, you yes. would just like put your hand out on the wall. This That doesn't read like that to me. It looks... Almost as if, and again, not quite, because it's it's a little off. It, to me, it looks like either two things. One, that, like, he... It's, like, mimicking the motion of putting your hand to the top of your eyebrow Whoa. to look in. I don't like that. Of course, this is also the clearest that we see this thing's face, or, more lack aptly, thereof. lack of one. <laughs> so, like, it becomes apparent here that, like, this thing does not have a face um so, which makes the lifting of the hand to the eyebrow in order to peer through the window just that much more absurd and and I've unsettling never gotten to me that impression um that that is immediately what i think of the really? other thing that i thought about this time is that it looks like it's almost steadying itself like it's leaning against the house and it's like propped up on its arm that's kind of almost what i mean when i say like that it seems like it's got right its arm on the wall sort of like, like it looks needs to me, it for support. Yeah, it looks to me like as it's moving past the window, as it moves past the point that we can see, it looks like its arm kind of lifts, like moves away from the wall. I could be wrong, yeah. but but uh, this is a very short clip. But there's a, a lot to look yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> your mileage may vary with this one, but this uh, this is one that kind of gets to me a little bit. Like, a lot of, like, Marble Hornets is in seasons. A lot of season one is just, like, 
creepy imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot of a story. There is, you know, some sort of story that unfolds over the course of season one. But a lot of it is just putting the viewer in, like, a very uncomfortable, tense situation by, like, being in the same place as whoever's holding the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this is. Like, it feels like you're trapped in this house. Like, Don't either, like it. Either this thing is gonna get in, or it's not, but otherwise, but, like, either way, you cannot leave this house. Don't like that. That thing is right outside. And you don't feel particularly safe inside, either. Entry seven. Entry seven. Patterns emerging is the description. Yeah. Uploaded on July 7th, 2009. Um, this episode, all-time classic, uh, fan favorite, fan beautiful, favorite. <laughs> uh, just... Chef's kiss. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. We're gonna get another one of these, like, uh, it, very, very soon, but... Oh man, the emergence, the reveal of Brian. We meet Brian. Um, not only, <laughs> not only is the character in the series Marble Hornets named Brian, but his character within the movie is also named Brian, and then also as. A uh, little inside baseball here. Uh, this person playing this character in real life's name is Brian. <laughs> inside baseball? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably shouldn't do that. It's like insider trading. Yeah, that makes sense. But with baseball. So Brian is Brian is Brian. Brian is Brian is Brian. Um, and all iterations of Brian are, are a gem. Fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Brian's all the way down. Every single one of them more precious than the last. Uh. So the reason this entry is so great, I mean, besides Brian. I mean, I mean that's the reason it's great, well, yes. is because it's Brian, but also the dialogue. Yes, we, 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 are, we are watching... Our first taste. We're watching actual footage, raw footage from the filming. Of what will presumably be put into the movie Marble Hornets. We also get a little bit before a little bit of a back and forth before that in which Alex completely just drops his script outside of his car somehow. <laughs> I and his keys. <laughs> we get a view of the underside of the car for a minute. It's kind of weird. <laughs> this 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 entry's a mess. Um Alex, okay, there, there is a girl that's with them that is off camera and that we don't really hear, mm-hmm. but they act as if there's another person with them mm-hmm. uh, who is talking and, uh, you know, a bit of confusion. It's their of, sound engineer. Oh, is that, is, is that canonically correct? <laughs> no, absolutely <Okay>. not. <laughs> it's like this, this production did not have a sound engineer. Um, oh, God. I, I don't even like. I don't even know where to start talking about the, what. It, what makes this entry so special is that we get our first taste of the actual dialogue of the movie Marvel, and it is golden. And every time the creators have a chance to show you what Marvel Hornets would have been, it is it is golden every time. It they, it is exactly. What a shitty college an, student film yes. would be. 
um, pretentious amateur dialogue that uses way too many words and communicates nothing. What is well, okay? The the best part of it. Is, Are you? Do you have to look? I I mean I have the whole thing memorized, but I want to make sure that I've got it right. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, hold up, hold up. So there's this line though, which we'll talk about in a second. But following it, we have Alex saying, "Maybe you've grown up." Brian says, "I don't know. Maybe this town has grown up." Alex says, "Maybe it has." And that's which is it. Just like three lines that communicate nothing. Just absolute nothing. It's very good. <laughs> it's just like trying to sound deep, being like, maybe the town has grown up. It's, the as town two, has grown and around this, this is a scene where two long lost friends reconnecting maybe discover that their town has grown up. Except that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what is what does it mean for a town to grow up? I will say once again, uh, out of out of I want to say out of game because that's usually what these things are referred to as, but it's not a game. I mean, out of universe, some some meta. There is a uh, an actual put together version. Oh, I don't want to talk about this yet. Okay. I don't want to talk about this yet. Never mind. This will Cut this that. this will be a bonus episode. That I'm call it, I'm going to say right now. Um we're not going to talk about what this is until we get closer to what... It might be we're, something we're to do like out. in between season one. I, I don't think we should cut this oh, out. Oh, okay. This, this may be something we do in between seasons, is that we have a bonus episode talking about what you want to talk about here. Yes. But uh, we'll discuss that in a, in a later episode. Okay. Exactly we're talking about. But do you want to read the line? Yes, of course. Because we have Brian doing his very best acting. And he says, he delivers this line, I don't know, this town just doesn't feel the same to me anymore. I missed it so much when I was in college, but now that I'm back, I just feel like a depressed teenager all over again, stuck in a loop of unhappiness. Stuck Stuck, in a loop of unhappiness. Stuck in a loop of unhappiness is the kind of line that you could only write if you yourself were a bad student film director. <laughs> I've written lines like this for sure. It's been many years since I've written lines like this, but, like, man, that puts you in a space. Just hearing, I, I just feel like a depressed teenager all over again, stuck in a loop of unhappiness. Because this is what screenwriter screenwriting is. It's, it's characters talking about... Uh, their feelings at mm-hmm. each other as they state exactly what they mean. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. best dialogue of the entire series. Oh, uh, also the figures in this entry. Oh I yeah, guess, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, our... Brian moves his head out of frame. Well, not out of frame, but uh, they're they're in a. Car. We should stage this. They're in a car. Uh, Alex is feeding Brian lines from another character within the movie tim uh, and it's just filming brian straight on from the driver's seat of the car pointed at the passenger seat brian's in the passenger seat and uh you can just see straight out of the passenger side window at one point at the end of the entry brian moves his head and see that behind him at a certain point the figure has just moved there 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is maybe the weirdest this figure has looked. The arm looks weird. It's at it's, an odd angle. It's the angle that's weird. Uh, it's like half obscured by a building. Mm-hmm. It's like peering out from a corner. Um, Alex freaks out and they drive away. Cut the sheet. Yes. That's uh, that's entry seven. It's. it's- Oh, oh and uh, but go ahead. The the final text that we get on the screen: <laughs> someone was following Alex. Um, it is amazing to me that our narrator has not put together that this is supernatural because the man clearly has no face. Well, the thing is that it's it, there hasn't been anything overtly supernatural, but the yes, man does have no face. Something that I and he does appear out of nowhere. Something that I love about this series, and we'll probably talk about it several times throughout this podcast, is the way that certain things are just not commented on. Uh-huh. We don't talk about the figure. Why we don't talk about the fact that it doesn't seem to have a face? Right. And Nobody is outright strangely mentions. Tall. No one. No one says in the narration or says to each other that this thing has no face Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't need to be remarked upon but i also love this characterization that we're getting for our narrator narrator uh namely that he is a dumbass now listen Uh, he's doing someone was following alex just just the only conclusions that our narrator can come to are the most obvious ones and there are always like two entries too late yeah i guess that's a good way of putting it i mean it's like long after the viewer has sort of internalized it and doesn't need to have the thought this thing was following Alex. Like, that thought does not have to cross your mind. I mean, you just sort of understand that. That's that's a good point, but at the same time, this is the first time that we see footage from Marble Hornets, specifically. And the fact that it's in footage from filming this thing, nowhere near the house, nowhere near where we've seen it before, is kind of... I mean, that's that's... I guess. That's new behavior, I guess. I guess, but, like, I I still think that's something you intuit just from the visuals of this entry. Oh, yeah. This is not something that needs to be spelled out, but this is something... And I'm not saying that this is bad writing on the part of, like, the people who made the series Marble Hornets. Um, I'm just saying this is is very in character for our narrator. As we learn more about him, him saying shit like this becomes less and less surprising. He can only come to the most obvious conclusions and has to say I mean, them explicitly. He's the protagonist in a horror series. He has to be kind of genre Right, but there are like there are other ways of looking at this in that Alex is also a protagonist, and mm-hmm. we, we get a lot of fun uh, sort of character stuff later. Mm-hmm. Our narrator is the only one who acts like this. He's doing his best. <laughs> he's just bad at this. Uh, moving on. Oh, wait, no, there's one more thing. Uh, in addition to... Uh, this is something I just noted on this on this uh, last watch through. In addition to uh, just the terrible uh, script, mm-hmm. and you know Brian giving his damnedest, like he's he's really trying. Um, just to add to how unprofessional this whole thing is, 
and just how sloppy it is. There is a constant room tone. Oh yeah. With this, this this made me laugh out loud while we were watching this, and I didn't point it out at the time, but this is why I laugh. It's just because there's this constant room tone as Ryan is giving the lines that's going to be in the movie, mm-hmm. and you know Alex is not ADRing. Oh, absolutely any of this. not. It's it's beautiful. It's very good. Moving on. Entry 8. <laughs> uh, uploaded July 12th, 2009. Description. Short entry. Doesn't seem like Alex. Not he's, a whole lot to say about this one. He's doing think. some creepy drawing. Yeah, Alex is just scribbling on... Um, just scribbling on a, a bunch of... Papers in, like... Is it Sharpie that he's got? Charcoal. Is it charcoal? I this was like, time. is it like a crayon? This time. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it reads like a crayon. Mm-hmm. It, it looks very, like, you know, rough. <laughs> um, just a lot of... Uh, most of it is words. Is mm-hmm. that a lot of stuff about trees, a lot of stuff about seeing him. Uh, Sees me, finds me. Uh, speaks to me. Uh, this is a... Like, a pretty nothing entry. Like, I, I I guess, like, the information that Alex is kind of, like, losing it. Mm-hmm. And, like, for some reason has this compulsion to scribble out these drawings on, like, paper after paper after paper. Um, the only thing that I think is, like, actually notable about this is that the uh, audio cuts out mid-tape. Mm-hmm. And so audio is... Oh, this is something we forgot to mention in Entry 4, but at that point, the narrator says that he suspects that Alex is taking the audio out himself. Right. Here, the audio is removed mid-tape, never comes back. Not quite sure what the significance of that is. Well, the, the rest of the... After he turns off the light, the rest of the tape is too dark to see, which is seems odd for someone who has been filming himself constantly to have, like... He's he's not filming anything. Like he's he's got the camera running, but you can't see him. Sure, but we're gonna see some stuff. Not not in this entry, but in in some later entries in this season, where it just seems like he just needs the camera to be on. I, yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, which I guess is interesting information in that's, itself. You know, that's a good. He point. doesn't necessarily have to be like one. He does need to be filming himself. He wants the camera on him, but then, two, there's also an aspect of it where, like, he doesn't necessarily need to be visible. He just needs to have it ready to go if he needs to pick it up and get something on film. That's about all it is for Entry 8. Entry 9. And then Entry 9. This is maybe the most (laughs) legendary entry in the entire series. You know, you're not wrong. Um, when we were discussing podcast names, we almost took something from <laughs> this entry. Uh, this was posted on July 19th, 2009. Transcript. I have never seen Alex act the way he does in the following raw footage from Marble Hornets. Just just to get to the nitty-gritty out of the way so we could spend as much time as we want just talking about this masterpiece of an entry. The main information that you are supposed to get from this entry is that 
Alex is acting like an asshole. Yes. And he's acting differently than he did when he was walking with our narrator in the earlier entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different tone than when he was just talking to the camera about walking his dog. This is, like, we've seen Alex, like, be paranoid and film himself, but we've never seen him act like this. Right. This is... <laughs> our narrator concludes that whoever is following him is stressing him to the point of affecting his personality. <laughs> so... There's that. Where do we even begin with this entry? So we are once again filming a scene from... We're at the gazebo from, from Entry 5. Yes, we are at the gazebo that we were location scouting at earlier. No no audio distortion this time. Um, and we, we meet a couple of new faces. We meet Tim and Sarah. Yes, we have uh, heard of the character Tim... A couple of times right at this point, uh, Alex was reading Tim's lines to Brian, um, and we've also heard of the character Tim in, a, in another entry. But this is our introduction to Tim, a gem wearing the most outrageous shirt. Yes. Uh, so we had Brian is Brian is Brian. We also have Tim. We also is have Tim, Tim, is is Tim, Tim is Tim is Tim. Yes. Um, and is it Sarah? 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 No. That's it. I didn't think it was. No. Uh, no. But it's but someone it's, is Sarah is Sarah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it in is, real life, this person's name is not Sarah. <laughs> there, there are a few characters in Marble Hornets that do not have It is names. Seth is Seth is Seth, though, right? Yes. <laughs> God, I, I love Seth. <laughs> Just the best part of this whole thing. <laughs> Is when he walks in front of the camera His and face. Alex is just like, we've got plenty of film and we just just waves directly at the camera while like the look on Seth's face is that of absolute disgust. Just uh... just everyone in this entry does not wanna be there. Yes. It's incredible. Um God so Alex is Tim doing is some blowing directing. smoke directly into Sarah's face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on accident, but like she's clearly not amused by it. Uh, <laughs> him smoking seems to be a trait both of the character and of himself because he takes out the pack of cigarettes mid scene <laughs> and then continues smoking it while while. <laughs> They're on break. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, Seth seems to be our camera operator. Yes, yeah, somebody is... Bu- so, we have uh, Tim and Sarah in front of the camera. They are acting out a scene from Marble Hornets. Alex is there giving them uh, state directions. Uh, you know, being a director. And we also have a character named Seth operating the camera. And yes. operating is in very loose... Air quotes, because this will become important later. Because he's not so much as the camera operator, he's got one job! (laughs) And that's to set up the camera, put it on the tripod, make sure it doesn't fall over, and hit record once. Yes. Don't worry about how much tape we have left. You've seen how many tapes we have. We have plenty of tape. How clear does he have to make it before he listens? Oh my god. He brought his dog! <laughs> he brought his dog. That is absolutely terrible audio. You're yelling. Ugh. He did bring his dog. That is 
Of course. Like, what more can we say about this entry? Uh, what 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 is the line? I gotta I gotta find. You spent so much money on tapes, you can't afford actors. Well, that's a good one. Uh, oh, it's Tim saying, "Oh, that yeah, that's a real nice." And then Sarah saying, "Well, who else is gonna work with you with this attitude?" <laughs> I, I I was listening to the other Marble Hornets podcast that we're talking about. I got to this part. Oh, I have not gotten and, to they were like, this re- This is great dialogue because this is definitely people in real life trying to come up with sick burns in the moment mm-hmm. and coming up with nothing. Yep. And I'm like, yes, it's so good. My, my favorite part of this entry is when Alex starts yelling at Seth and Sarah is standing there looking annoyed and is like, hey, if this is going to go on for a while, can I get a script? And I just love that line so much. <laughs> Memorize your lines. Memorize your lines. If this is, if you're gonna keep doing this for a while, can I, uh, can I just be over here? Yeah, make sure you memorize them and don't just, you know, like read them <laughs> off the page. <laughs> Tim, Tim during this entire thing is so great because he knows that the camera's on him and he's just like talking the entire time to Sarah and just like, just like while while Alex is like. Like, uh, just totally tearing Seth a new one. Tim is just, like, muttering the entire time. In front of the camera, he knows this footage is gonna be reviewed, but he's so done with it that he doesn't care. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I don't think there's there's much more to talk about here. Not really. No. Alright. Well, this is the last entry that we're going to talk about. But there is a little something else. Regards. Black screen. Audio is heavy audio distortion. Relatively low pitched. A 12 by 12 rectangle of white slashes appear. It flashes three times. Long, long, short. Each less than a second. The audio distortion changes to something slightly higher pitched. Continues to fluctuate periodically throughout the video. A 15 by 15 rectangle of slashes appears, which flashes three times. Long, short, long. An 11 by 11 rectangle of slashes appears, which flashes four times. Long, long, short, long. The following appears, centered on the screen in white text. C-L-O-S-E-L-Y. Closely disappears. Audio cuts out video ends and i think that's gonna do it for our so recording are we not gonna today. talk about what it means no i think i think that sums it all up i just wanted to have that out there but it no i think that's all we need to say okay i think i think we all but it we all we all know what that means we all get it I like. I know we've talked so much about these entries that that's, you know not true. much happens in some of these, but we talked for a long time. But this is, I, I think, maybe the first one that feels really self-evident. I don't think this one needs any more elaboration. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. You think it's a good place to leave off? Sure. All right. This has been great. More tapes, and until next time, narrator. Why didn't you burn those tapes? Goodbye. No, the free world.